Then again, thank you guys for dialing in. I know that, you know, we're all busy here, you know, working and whatnot, long hours. And uh, before starting, this is going to be, like I said, like a quick discussion, not quick, but kind of like an open discussion on, you know, uh, where we're from, what we do, and the, the official title for this, for our meeting today is Beyond Spreadsheets, a day in the life of an accounting and corporate finance professional. Um, I do want to start first with, you know, introducing ourselves, you know, us here that, who, who dialed in. Um, I can start with myself, right? Name, industry, anything else that you would like to add? Uh, how long you've been with Apprentice? Um, you know, how do you know Hernan? And for myself, I can say, my name is Daniel. First and foremost, I was born and raised in Cuba. I graduated from FIU about four, five years ago. Uh, and I'm working in internal audit. For Fortune 250, uh, I've been in internal audit for a year and a half and I'm based in Palm Beach Gardens in Florida. And that's pretty much it. I mean, there are other things, right? But I'm gonna pass it over now to uh, George. Uh, like, what do you do? You know, how many years do you have of experience in the industry? You know, whatever you wanna add. Sure, um, Jorge Blakely, total experience is uh, 15, 16 years now. Um, bulk of that has been public accounting. Uh, that's currently where I'm at. Uh, I did spend three years in the private space. Um, you know, the, what I do is external audits. That's been my entire career. Um, and industry that I work in is primarily manufacturing distributions. Um, clients with typical cross-border operations. Um, and then I have a I guess you can consider a subspecialty in companies that deal in, in the food space, food and beverage. We consider it food and commodities, but it all kind of rolls into that. So anything manufacturing, distribution, cross borders, um, I cover that. My current employer, it's been my employer now for, I guess, over probably 12 years now, uh, is Crow LLP. Uh, we're a uh, global top 10 firm. Um, and uh, part of the uh, group that makes up, I guess, what's the, uh, the, the second tier group of uh, CPA firms. Okay. Okay. So then you do uh, basically well, external auditing for, for accounting, right? It, does it, okay, does it go also into operations like, D, like internal technology or, I mean, IT or not? We as a firm do that, but I don't. Uh, okay. I'm, a, I'm a financial auditor. Okay. Got it. And I'm asking because I'm a financial and operations auditor. So sometimes we do operations, you know, it, it gets merged with DT, right? Uh, but yeah, okay, that's pretty cool to, to know. Okay. And how do you know, uh, how do you know Hernan? Hernan and I, gosh, it's probably been, feels like maybe five, six years now more um, when he was over at uh, Wells Fargo. Okay. Uh, and I was in the, the private space for a couple of years. Um, we were looking to connect to see if we can bring them in to help finance um, a coffee operation that I was uh, responsible for. Okay, pretty cool. Time flies uh, when you're having fun, you know, when you yeah. say five, five to six years, I'm like, yep. Yeah, he looks the same. I've gotten older. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I heard that one. Uh, okay, well, thanks. You know, welcome to, uh, to our call today. Thank you for making it. And uh, I'll just move uh, over now to Edward. You can give us a quick introduction again. Yes. Um, my name is Edward Garcia. Um, I'm a UCF graduate based out of Orlando, Florida. 
Um, my my degree was in finance. I was originally an accounting major. Um, I realized that I didn't like the study of accounting, weirdly enough. And so I made a switch over to finance, um, but accounting didn't leave me at all. Um, I have experience um, in accounting in the hospitality area, um, primarily with Usana Signature Experiences, which is an older um, timeshare company. And then from there, I move into Marriott Vacations Worldwide, which um, they're, they're huge, based out of Orlando as well. And um, basically, you know, those both those positions were within accounting, specializing in international accounting, um, managing the international portfolio of timeshare for both Usana, um, which was acquired by Marriott, actually. So that's how I transitioned into Marriott. And, and then from there, um, I graduated virtually, which was weird, to say the least. Yeah. And um, I transitioned into BNY Mellon after being furloughed from Marriott due to okay. the pandemic. And um, at BNY Mellon, I was also an accountant for a very short time, about five months or so. Mm-hmm. And now my recent role is um, a financial operations analyst for Goldman Sachs. So I just started that okay. about a month ago. Congrats, nice. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and what do you see yourself? I know this is like the typical question, you know, interview question or whatnot, but like just talking, you know, between you and I and everyone here, like what do you uh, see yourself in like five, 10 years or what is your ultimate goal? Do you know, like, uh, that's, yeah. That's a great question. I mean, I think, you know, I've talked to a lot of people about this, you know, about how the, the, the finance and accounting space is, is moving. Um, at such a rapid pace, you know, kind of trickling down from C-suite down. You can keep on hearing the word tech, you know, tech a lot, yeah. tech investments um, within both finance and accounting. So I think my ultimate goal is to just be as, I'd say, you know, technologically forward as possible. Um, that includes, you know, trying to be um, more competent in Tableau, for example, SQL, yeah. Python, um, more of the big data wrangling technologies, because... Um, actually, with my current role now, that's kind of one of the big priorities that we have is okay. we have an enormous amount of data that we're, that we're trying to kind of work with because our department is brand new. And yeah. so that's kind of where I come into play, you know, trying to help them kind of set up some of these SQL queries, some of these Python queries. And so it's been a lot of running and catching up, mm-hmm. so to speak, um, and kind of intertwining that with intertwining that with like your typical, you know, finance and accounting day to day stuff. Right. Now, it's pretty cool, man, because uh, honestly, when you mentioned that and this kind of like going into like data analytics, like data science, like fintech, uh, definitely even in audit, like in my experience, at least in my company, you know, we're definitely looking into it now more than ever. So it's pretty cool. I think we might, you know, for sure, take take into account doing something like this, like data analytics, like a meeting, uh, seeing what we can learn, because we have a tech group, but I feel like they don't touch too much on like the financial side. Uh, like fintech, um, but yeah, that's definitely cool that you say that because I see myself in the next, you know, five to ten years, kind of like taking over a role that is, you know, part finance, part you know, data analytics. Um, right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, now, what? Let me ask you another question. What do you expect to get from like you know this group, like very informally, like you know, talk to mentors, you know, anything specifically that you thought about? I think my most, my biggest takeaway is obviously networking, you know, trying to maintain connections with people in the space um, because okay. getting caught up in your job, on your day-to-day job, I think you get too focused on, you know, just what you're doing and you kind of forget that, you know, there's another part of it, which is maintaining those connections around you. And another aspect that, that I actually started while I was an intern was, you know, kind of getting seniors' perspective on, on changing times and precisely with FinTech. 
you know, there's been a lot of uh, talk internally, at least at the places that I've worked and the place I currently work at, okay. um, for more senior people who who either don't understand the tech um, or are a little reluctant to kind of, you know, take it on, so to speak. So it's, it's you know, kind of seeing how the different, mm-hmm. I'd say, um, viewpoints on it uh, intertwine. Okay. Okay. Pretty cool. I'll make a note of that. All right. Well, thanks. Welcome again. And um, I'll, go, I'll go a little bit faster because I get carried away, you know, with each and every one of you. Uh, but it's just interesting, you know, to get to know you all and, uh, you know, to hear about, I don't know, your background, you know, what, what you have in mind. I'm going to skip over to Donna. That I've, I hear that, Donna, you're in Africa, right? I can't, I can't hear you. I think the, I think the signal is, is cutting off or you're in mute. No. Can you hear me? No, maybe, maybe it's your headphones. I can't hear you at all. It's kind of odd. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. It's cutting off. Can you hear me? Uh, so I'm in Africa. Okay. I'm in Chile. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can. So my name is uh, Donna King Oziambo. I'm uh, 20, 22 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm still in college. I'm in the Cooperative University of Kenya. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, from uh, I'm I'm studying BCom Bachelor of Commerce. Mm-hmm. So I have a diploma in uh in uh, risk management and insurance. Okay. Yeah. So I'm still a student. So I'm just using this platform for just mentor mentorship majorly and just connecting with people around the world. Yes. Okay, nice. What where do you see yourself in uh, in a couple of years? Like what what are your what are your goals in the in this field, finance accounting fields? Um Let's in a couple of years. Most likely, I'm mostly in, uh, interested in in entrepreneurship. Okay. So I feel that uh, finance and accounting is one major thing uh, in entrepreneurs as as an entrepreneur. Okay. So I just need the skills, especially. So we have not yet uh, specialized in uh, in uh, starting learning. Yeah, we have not. Yet specialize we are still in our first semester so first mm-hmm. i i just need to get and to know which field should i specialize in so okay. that but i know that finance is one basic uh, component in uh, in entrepreneurship mm-hmm. so i'll just say that uh, as an entrepreneur a person who sees herself to be a big entrepreneur and in five years to ten years to come i think i need the skills okay now yeah. the, uh... So are you currently involved with any uh, startup over there or do you plan on like getting most of your experience first through uh, like education only? You said yes? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't depend on jobs. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't depend on jobs. So personally, uh, I started my own small business. Okay. Just mine personally, I started my own small business, uh, which uh, I run uh, when I'm not in school most of the time, but when I'm mm-hmm. in school, I get a help from my smaller siblings. So it's just a small business that helps me generate income. So most of the time uh, I save through the small business. And after 
so the more I save, the more I put a target for what, let's say, the, by August, I plan to expand or start another thing. So I'm just okay. moving gradually. Okay, and can I can we know what business uh, are you working on right now? That sounds interesting. So we call it okay. Uh, it's called ba baobab seed. So here in Kenya we call it mabuyu, mabuyu, okay. mabuyu. Mabuyu. So there okay. are seeds. Okay. Yeah. So you can just Google it. It's 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 in Kiswahili. It's called mabuyu. So that mm -hmm. is the business I'm doing. I'm selling. Okay. So mostly the kids okay. love them. Okay. All right. I'm I'm definitely gonna look that up, but uh. All right. Yeah, you can just put it up. It's called Mabuyu. Okay. Mabuyu's. That's, that's yeah, it's no, great to hear. Okay, so I I do look forward to you know talking to you about this further. Honestly, uh, okay, well, you know, welcome to the meeting today. Uh, thank you. Yes? Can stay. No, welcome to the meeting today. Uh, and thankfully your connection stabilized. I'm going to move on now to Laura, before going with Manny. So Laura, este, can you talk to us a little bit about yourself? Uh, anything that you would like to add? Sure. Well, I mean, I'm based in Quito, Ecuador, and I've been working for banks uh, through almost 25 years of my professional career. I've been in international banks and also located in Ecuador and also for local banks and also for a development bank creating the Exim Ecuador's department. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I've been working for my own consultancy firm. I do okay. financial advisory and international trade advisory for small size and medium sized companies. So okay. I'm working with my clients right now from the other side. So I uh, do advise them in how to deal with the banks, how we structure debts, short, long-term, and looking always for brand new um, funds for, for them to work and to stabilize their companies, to professionalize their financial management and international trade financing. I do love factoring. I have a small business on uh, local and international factoring. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm doing. Okay, do you always know you wanted to do that? Uh, or <laughs> so what made you, what made you uh, like go into uh, this like banking, I guess, you know, consulting field? It's funny, I used to have a friend of my own, uh, a friend of the university in the bank. And I mm. used to carry the deposits of the business of my family to mm. this guy. His name is Andres. Okay. And Andres. one time I asked him uh, for his ID card mm -hmm. and he gave it to me. And I just went to the human resources department. And then I yeah. asked for, I want a job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was funny. <laughs> that was my first job. Okay, and it just happened. Yeah, it just happened. I and mean, it was okay. international trade. When they told me, do you know something about international trade? I, I said, yeah. yes. <laughs> Nothing at all. But I really loved it. And the most exciting thing about this is the human relation with the owners of the companies to hear their scenes and their mm. problems and, okay, to become friends. Right. Okay, when you when you say that uh, that you didn't know what now, but you said yes, I'm, uh, reminds me of the phrase "make it, uh, fake it till you make it," right? Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, the phrase no, uh, fake it to, until you make it. Are yeah, you, like, that's right. Sometimes you have to say yes, and the opportunity comes. I wanted to look pretty sure of, about myself, so. Yeah, 
and here you are. So that worked, right? <laughs> yes, course, many, other, many other things along the way, right? Like showing yes, like, people. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's been well, very nice. <laughs> okay, nice. Um, before jumping into more questions, because I do want to ask you and, and Manny and Jorge more questions. I'm going to let Manny, Manny speak about yourself a little bit. Um, you know, anything that you would like to add as well. Well, my name is Manny Pravia. Uh, come next month, it'll be 30 years since I walked into, um, into public accounting. Uh, I was uh, as an intern uh, straight out of uh, University of Miami, which is probably where I met Hernan. And uh, so it's pushing 30 plus years that I've known. I mean, yes, we had more, more hair and less pounds and, you know, no kids and uh, wild and crazy things that we did back then. Uh, I spent five years in what was then Coopers and Labyrinth, now Pricewaterhouse Coopers. But I, I left before PW joined, so I'm pure Coopers legacy. Then spent 10 years in private industry between what was then American Bankers and now part of Assurance Group and Burger King, which is still Burger King, although technically it's Restaurant Brands International, now is the, um, the parent company. And then uh, for the past 15 years, I've been with what is now, you see a pattern here, what is now MBAF, Morrison, Brown, Geese, and Farrah, which on Monday, we become part of BDO USA. Okay. So okay. If, if you see the, the pattern there, everywhere yeah. that I've been has uh, somehow been uh, acquired or has joined somewhere somewhere else, a five years, 10 years, 15 years, so I guess I have 20 years left of career somewhere <laughs> as, as the next stage. Throughout all that, I've been um, on, on the tax side of the house, both in public accounting and in private industry. Mm -hmm. The past eight years now, I've been a partner. Mm -hmm. So um, we're joining, when we're joining with uh, BDO, that's, uh, that's what I'll be. All, all here in, um, in Miami since moving here back in, you know, basically for, for school as a, as a side gig, a, that's my day job, right? As a, as a night yeah. job, I've, for the past now 10 years, I teach one, one class, sometimes two classes a year at FIU, the mm -hmm. intro to, to tax. So if there's any non-accounting majors who all of a sudden get the, oh my God, you know, I really should be a CPA or they, you know, back in 2007, eight, nine, when the world was sending in the finance world, all the finance majors were going like seeing the accountants as being the last ones to turn out the lights along with yeah. the lawyers. So everybody yeah. was taking my, that intro to, to tax class. And I've been doing that again at FIU at that postgraduate, but pre-master's level for now 12 years. And as a, as a further night job, although I guess in the, I'm now in my second or third retirement, the organization that I met Hernan with Alpha Kappa Psi, the professional business fraternity, have been at the local, regional, and national level of various positions. But now I'm in in my my third hiatus in the past 30 years with the organization. Just you know, every so often you need a break. So yeah, that 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 seems uh that seems like a lot, honestly. Yeah. So you've it seems like you've always loved accounting from the start, right? No. Not loved. Love is love is a strong word. No, no. I, 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 my original, you know, when, when I, when I was in middle school, right. Every, every kid wanted to be an astronaut because that's when the space shuttle was starting to, to mm -hmm. go up and it was still near enough to the Apollo, you know, moon missions and all that, that, you know, people, like, oh yeah, I want to be an astronaut when I grow up. But uh, through high school, I was, you know, strong on math and science, including, you know, going to the International Science Fair and all that. But in, yeah. in college, my first year and a half, 
they was I was going like, yeah, I'm going to be like biochemistry, med school or whatever. And yes, I got an A in organic chemistry, but I got a C in analytical chemistry. And that grade for labs, particularly for every 0.1% that you were off, you lost a point off your grade. So if I was getting a C, I was off by 3%. Now, the auditor, the, when I do deal with audits and more of that in a second, or the tax guy, he goes like, ah, hey, material, pass, <laughs> right? But 3% yeah. off in a one millimeter cutting on a vein when doing a heart transplant, oops, you're dead. So therefore, accounting just seems to be a little bit more eh, lenient and you definitely do not come out of school with two mortgages, right? For undergraduate right. And, and med school. And um, yeah, you might not make, however much a cardiologist makes, but you know, I have, you have more disposable income presumably because you do not have right. to, to pay off your debt. On the family, we still have a doctor. My sister did go to the med school route and she, I guess is a very huge exception because she came out of college and med school debt-free, not because we are you know, independently wealthy, but she got a full ride for undergrad and a full okay. ride for med school, which I didn't even know that they gave med school scholarships. Okay, interesting. So if you were not an accountant, what would you be in? Um, in, a, in another life, you know- another You mean in a, in a, in a revenue generating, a <laughs> contributing member to society or, yeah. Be a comedian. <laughs> you be a comedian. No, I mean, if, if it was up to, if you ask my kids, they wanna be YouTubers. Oh, okay. Right? That, that's your new right. career. It's like, look, everybody, we're going to open up this box today. Um, <laughs> and if, yeah, if I, if I could, uh, or internet surfer, you know, like, you know, Twitter wanderer. Um, and if I could make money off of that, that'd be great. Maybe you do it whenever you want, wherever you are. And don't have to worry about anything. So I, I don't end another life what I would be. In a parallel universe, I, I probably am an astronaut. Well, that'd be cool. So that that's there, there's our answer then. You I get, guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I am a science geek at heart anyway. So there you go. Yeah. I guess, but I you know, you you still look at those things and go like, oh, cool. All right. Okay. Well, that's good to hear then. You know, uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Hernan. Do you wanna give us a refresher real quick about you, uh, and then we get started with some questions uh, in the next you know five minutes. What do you think? Absolutely. So, of course, my clients are corporate finance people and treasurers and accountants, although, uh, you know, although I didn't want to be an accountant, they're my best friends because they helped me uh, figure out what I need to do to make to give money to people. So it comes, mm -hmm. it, it ties in nicely. Right. My, cli mm -hmm. my clients have always been corporate finance people and uh, and uh, treasury people. So that's how we all tie together. The other thing is, uh, Manny, I didn't hear you say about our connection did you talk about you know how we know each other i, I don't remember if you mentioned yeah i think i made mention as to you know more hair less pounds so that should be enough so manny was my chapter advisor at uh at um oh, uh, wow. okay. for alpha gap aside so manny is uh, alpha gap aside brother mm -hmm. uh, by the way you do know that we when we started this organization the plan was to help AKSI, AKSI brothers exclusively transition into the real world but then we, re we realized that we had many people uh, around that were mentors that wanted to bring some of their friends, right? And their, and their sons and daughters to participate. So we opened it up uh, and it's been the best thing that we, that we did because that, that way 
you know, it took us to Edward, it took us to Donna in Africa. So it just, uh, it keeps growing beautifully. So uh, what I wanted to ask you guys is maybe, Daniel, ask them about what they do, you know, a typical yeah. day in the life of uh, these, these people. Yeah, and um, all right, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off then uh, with the questions. And we have then, just as a recap, we have Mana, Laura, Jorge, right? As mentors here, Hernan, you know, feel free to chime in as well. Uh, so I'm going to, you know, ask a few questions, just open it up for discussion. Edward, Donna, feel free to, uh, you know, ask anything that you have in mind, you know, contribute as well. But I have two questions first. First one is, you know, like, like Hernan said, you know, what do you do on a daily basis, right? Like, from the time you come into the office to the time you leave. And uh, my second one is, what is, well, that's part of the first question. What is the biggest challenge you have? I think on a daily basis or on a weekly basis or just a challenge that you have. If you're in finance, um, I mean, we're not in finance, right? But say FPNA, you know, month end comes and you have to, uh, you know, kind of a, that's a challenging period. If, I don't know, on a daily basis, maybe auditing, you know, you have a challenge that um, it, it's been hard to overcome or it's, it's been difficult to, uh, you know, work with. Uh, so I just want to hear that first, right? Like what are you doing on a daily basis and what is the biggest challenge, right? Or the biggest two, three challenges. And I'm going to start with, I'm going to ask you Laura, by the way, what do you think? Okay, as a mom, I start my day pretty early in the morning. I really wake up 4.30 in the morning to start, dying, uh, to start doing my things. First praying, then reading, then looking for the daily schedule, mm -hmm. and then to call everybody for the breakfast and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, kids are going to the college, but they are not going physically, so they go to the to, mm -hmm. to their computers and, it, and that's it. Then I come down to my office and um, at 8.30, I start my day calling my clients. It's the, the first thing that I do. Sometimes I, I, I can talk to them, sometimes not. But the first thing that I do is to, to ask them how do they feel, especially since COVID. It's uh, very nice to hear and to let them know that I'm worried about their health and the health of their family too. Mm. And um, what I am trying to do right now, because in the consultancy world, there is no, I mean, it's not uh, the same of being working for a company. You have to search for your clients. You have to insist, you have to yeah. dig very deep. Mm -hmm. And um, now it's kind of tough because uh, companies are dealing with a lot of financial needs and uh, troubles. But mm -hmm. anyway, it comes from the trust that you gain with them from my former jobs. So these are the same clients that I used to deal with when I used to work for the banks. Okay. And it's very nice now because I am not obligated to sell a credit product because I, I do not have a bank, but I'm able to open their, their eyes and to let them know about how they could deal with their debts and their financial situation. That's what I do in a daily basis. I love to read. I do exercise too. I have a video subscription to a walking and hit exercises and everything. That's the second thing that I do in the morning. 
And uh, then I go to lunch with my husband because kids are still studying. And the, in the afternoon, I do the administrative job and analysis. I do a lot of risk analysis. I read a lot of balances, financial balances and yeah. spreadsheets. And I do my considerations and conclusions and I mm -hmm. give them my advice. And I have a lot of uh, Zoom meetings with the, their accounting people, their financial people, and also the owners of the company. Okay. So that's uh, what I do. Okay, I, <clears throat> I would ask you, so then uh, how many hours do you regularly work, work on a normal day? I'm talking 10, 12 hours, right? The, the average is 10 hours because okay. uh, I don't know if it's good, but I have so close. I mean, the mm -hmm. office is so close to my home that it's yeah. so easy for me to being working and to forget about my family. But that's, that's no something nice for them neither. <laughs> when they are still studying on, or they need me, now they are mm -hmm. not calling, hey, mommy, mommy, I need something. Uh -huh. They just forgot. They are still studying right now, but I'm still in the office and I'm trying to do my best. But um, it depends. When they were smaller, they need their mommy uh, maybe more than now. But now they're, uh, they have different needs, but they love to know that their mommy is working. They love mm -hmm. to know that I am working for my own, even if mm -hmm. it's tough. Yeah. They see how do I have to look for resources to keep this consultancy firm uh, going on. Okay. No, thank you for sharing that. I think, uh, I mean, there are a few takeaways that I can take from that, right? What you just said. And uh, I'm just thinking as someone who graduated like less than five years ago from university, you know, someone told me this, I believe like a few months ago or, or something, I was complaining, right? About, oh, you know, we're working all these hours because we had like two overlapping audits. And they told me, just wait till you have kids. I'm like, yeah, I guess I should be, uh, you know, uh, grateful right now. But that's the main takeaway that I had that, you know, it, it the main thing is to, uh, you know, know what you want to get from your day, like know how to get organized, you know, and, and just try to uh, fit it all right in with the, you know, with some rest here and there. Because you're telling me you work out as well, you have time to uh, go to lunch with your husband, right? And for your kids. And that's definitely something that, it's good to take into account, especially when we're younger, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it depends on the timing of your uh, of your life. Yeah. And now for me, it's uh, really important to have this close relationship with the family. That's why mm -hmm. I'm not working with any company anymore because I've lost their first 15 years, their 18 years. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of, of time. And yeah. uh, now I feel realized because, um, I, I mean, I feel complete because I have this job, I have this company and I am really uh, working with what I like to. Mm -hmm. And yeah. also looking them growing and sharing their main um, worries and uh, their happy moments and their doubts and also their bad character sometimes because they are teenagers and everything. But anyway, it depends on what completes you in any mm -hmm. stage of your life. Okay. Okay, I remember that. It depends on what completes you in every stage of your life. All right. Right. Thank you. Okay. But you have to be very faithful to your mm -hmm. wishes, to your dreams. And right. you have to be stubborn 
until right. you get disciplined. Yeah. yeah, disciplined. Right. Thank that's you. That's what yeah. I can say. Okay. No, that's definitely helpful. And uh, we're we're also you know recording this for for other more people to uh you know gain uh you know benefit from your advice for sure. Uh, let me jump over to Jorge. Like what on a daily basis, and I. What are the biggest challenges, you know, and how, I guess I can add, how has COVID changed this, even though it might be something that you get asked a lot? Um, the, the challenges change every day. So um, I don't know if there's one or another that particular, particularly um, I would speak more than others. You know, if I had to register, if one registers, you know, usually is, I guess a good problem to have is you typically have more work than you have time or the skilled uh, support uh, to get through, right? Um, we always get through it, you always get it done. But the, the industry does um, challenge you. It challenges yeah. you um, personally, it challenges you technically, um, you know, and, and to Laura's point, it does challenge you um, potentially, you know, from a family standpoint. You gotta, you gotta work, work the balance, it's never ideal. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, we're providing a service to clients, clients entrust us, mm -hmm. um, and they expect us to be accessible, right? And then what you do on a daily basis will, will change over the course of your career. Yeah. You know, what you do your first five years, um, you know, will change and then you start to take on different responsibilities and and if you're in the corporate accounting space, whether that's uh, the insurance, the tax side, uh, the advisory side, you know, you go you go from being the the technician um, in the sense of learning your skill and your trade to becoming a trusted uh, advisor and a business partner um, to the industry. So the later you are in your career, um, the more of that you essentially become and. And the more responsibilities for those aspiring to potentially look at business from a standpoint of um, getting outside of the accounting role or getting outside of the finance role, you know, don't don't forget that there is a business. Um, there's definitely a uh, a business into this, and whether you choose to take the, the route that Laura has and, and become an entrepreneur, which is very admirable, or whether you choose to uh, write it out and, you know, get to where Manny is and become a partner. Mm -hmm. um, there's a real business behind that, right? And they're real people. I, I will say that, you know, perhaps the most gratifying thing that I've had in my career is the exposure. Mm -hmm. uh, every day I'm exposed to something different, right? Uh, accounting for me is not just uh, the numbers. It's It's really the product of a business transaction, the product of you know, people, processes, products. It, it sounds corny, but it is. Um, and really your ability to um, understand that and make a personal connection with those individuals as well and, and somehow compartmentalize that and put it in whatever package or form that they're looking to get, it's value added, right? Um, you know, I like to say, you know, we're in customer service, we're providing service, but you got to look to provide value. But the flip side of that is you also have a business. Um, you have a business to run and, and that side of the business will expose you to very bright individuals um, as well as your clients. You also, you'll often run into very bright individuals um, where if you just sit back and listen and, and observe, um, you know, you can 
learn a lot and, and reflect a lot in your own career. Um, so I, I'd say that um, for me, it's just the most gratifying thing has been the exposure. Uh, the most challenging thing is, as I mentioned, it does, it does put a strain on you professionally and personally. Um, I don't know if some people do it better than others. Some people handle it better than others. Um, as I said, I've been doing this a little bit less than Manny. I've been 15 years. Manny, I think, on his second, third career now. Uh, <laughs> probably has me by two-thirds of that. Um, but I, I, I still, you know, balance is something that I still have to work on every day. Okay. You know, trying to figure out what is the balance. And it, it gives you a tremendous amount of flexibility, um, but it does come with a big, big amount of accountability. So, um, you know, that's, I guess, my, my two cents into it. No, and I think, uh, honestly, you know, when you said about people, when you talk about people, it made me think about when you start your career, and this is something that I realized, and I, then again, I've been out of college for like, what, four years, right? But at the start of your career, I feel like as an analyst, right, so, as someone in finance and accounting, you're more focused on the processes that you're doing. You want to do them well, right? You want to learn Excel and all these like technical tools, but then as like time goes by, you start realizing you're part of a bigger picture, right? And you're like, you know, I have all these people that all this experience that they have, right? All this notice that they have that I can leverage to, you know, gain more exposure and grow myself as a, as a professional. That's what I thought about, you know, when you said that, because it's true. I feel like that's really like a really good advice because exposure is just critical, right? Yeah. And, uh, and I want to I want to ask you also, what skills do you think are like, what skills do you think are the most important to develop, or for you personally, what have been the most important skills that you developed that you you know that have really helped you grow you know professionally, individually in the at work, right, in your company, in your field? Yeah, different skills depending on the stage of your career. Okay. Um, you know, the one skill that I would say that it's, it's cliche to even talk about it now, I guess, because it's been exhausted and spoken about it so much, but, you know, you, you obviously got to work on your, whether you call it a soundboard, whether you call it your board of directors, whether you call it your people network, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. And, and that could be very broad. You got to have different, different contacts with different things, right? But, yeah. You know, I'd say you definitely want to have a group of uh, advisors that you can lean to and, and speak with uh, periodically, respectfully of their time, um, that will help you understand what it is to get to the next level. Um, you know, being a master technician will only get you so far. Yeah. Um, there, there are politics, there are cultures, there are different things that you have to work through and, and understand, right? And, and having somebody that can advise you you know, goes a long way. Okay. Um, so, so that, that, that's critical. Um, but, you know, starting out in, in, in finance accounting, you're going to be primarily focused on learning your trade. Yeah. Right. And, and oftentimes by, by learning your trade, you're sacrificing some of the other sides yeah. that will come more naturally. Once you become more proficient at your trade, you'll be able to focus on more industry, more client. And that's really where it all starts to come together. Yeah, so it seems like it's the natural succession of events, right? When you're starting in this field. Okay, pretty good advice, thanks, really. So advisors, mentors, yeah, awesome. I'm gonna jump over uh, before opening for discussion. We have some few minutes to Manny. Uh, Manny, 
you can list all the challenges that you encounter on a daily uh, on a daily basis. Uh, but you know, what are they? And I mean, you know, what are you? Uh, I guess what do you do, right? right? Like generally uh, speaking, what have you learned? Well, it's one foot in front of the other. <laughs> uh, I mean, and you know, the challenges are different at, at different levels. I mean, as a as a staff, as a green person, the challenge is I don't know what the heck I'm doing. As a partner, the challenge could be at sometimes I don't know what the heck I'm doing too, because right. I mean, for all of us, all seventy partners and you know, four hundred plus professionals, a, this whole BDO thing, and for BDO even, it's like, do they know what the heck they're doing? We're we're large. They're large. Um, they they have a process that's down path because they've done some things in terms of expansion over the years, but we're we're big. Um, so everybody just has to to deal with uh, you know the change, the the unexpected. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, now the people who had meetings set up for Zoom, whatever, on Monday. A BDO frowns on Zoom. They prefer something else. And Monday, none of the systems are going to be available. They have to, you know, some people are like, ah. Others are like, well, don't just complain. What, what's your solution? As a staff, you have limited ability to say, here's a solution. And you just have to, to deal with it. As a partner, you have to, you know, maybe prioritize, you know, make different decisions as to what's important. And I think that if the team that you work with understands that everybody deals with it in different ways. That's also very helpful. Last year, I mean, COVID, you know, for getting past that, there, there was a new guy that joined, you know, one of my largest engagements last year, brand new. And he, after two, three, four, five, ten 10 hours on various calls with him, it's, you know, like we had been working for a while. We both dealt with the COVID adversity and a large engagement on him, which he was new and it was disorganized and all these other things. And he has like great organizational skills, great attitude, great knowledge. Um, and we both recognize that when we don't know something, we say it. And when we know something or you, you know something different, let's talk about it. And it's just developing that. And we did that virtually. He, he literally started a week before we picked up and and went to our houses. So another person by the same token, you know, it was in the same situation. He didn't gel like that. That was not his personality, a attitude approach, whatever you want to call it. So there, you know, I got lucky that I worked with the guy who pulled the whole thing together. And I'm like, wow, without him, wouldn't have made it, you know, Got a well-deserved bonus, well-deserved promotion, even too, because he's like, oh, could he be a manager? Well, supervisor, he's close. He he, he proved it. So the the challenge is, what are you gonna do today? I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm supposed to be in a Thursday and Friday non all day virtual seminar. I bet you that I'm already I already have two conference calls. Something else is gonna show up. What did I do for Christmas break? Now again. And my off my out of office message said I was offline because we're all out of the office. Right, but, but yeah. No, you know, large client calls and says, "Hey, we're doing this for an eight hundred million dollar bond issuance." Mm-hmm. They're my largest client, and you know, so I've accumulated enough goodwill with them through the years that I could say, "Hey, you know, let me let me see, you know, whatever." They're like, "Oh, apologizing that you know we're on vacation." Like, hey, you don't have to apologize. So, how how do you deal? 
with New Year's Eve yeah. at noon before uh, the some office that I have, you know, I found out that they can do an apple steel locally as opposed to Tallahassee. They were closing and then had to go to FedEx because something needed to be, you know, right. somebody was going to die or go to jail if this document didn't make it to the Philippines right away. And all the admins were out. I finally found one that kind of helped me out over the phone with something that I needed. And it's like, where was everybody? But or whatever, I said that afterwards. In the meantime, I'm like, two hours later, and my wife and kids knew to like, leave me alone because when daddy you're doing that on the desk, it can't be good. But it was the moment, you know, you put on your yeah. big boy pants and you do things. And if not, you retire. Or if not, you right. find something else and you, I don't know, something that's yeah. not as challenging and perhaps not as rewarding, but five o'clock you can pick up and say, you're not gonna say, well, did I bag those groceries right? Or did I do whatever? You, the, it's not a job for the moment. It's, you know, clients are there and, you know, three weeks from now, you might still owe them something, but there were 70 other priorities that came up in the meantime and you navigate those waters. Okay, I'm gonna ask you like a very standard question and up to you how you answer it. How, how do you deal with stress? And don't tell me more stress, because uh, I know you're in a very stressful line of work, right? Um, <laughs> well, listen, COVID has been a blessing in a certain way, because I've gained two hours to my day. I'm not okay. commuting, mm -hmm. right? Um, it has been a you know, bad thing for during the day, because you know, I enter my cave at 8.30 a.m. I exit my cave at 8.30 p.m. Yeah, you know, I did have lunch or I might have gone and, you know, taken a walk with the kids mm -hmm. or, or whatever. But it just seems that the workday is longer. And what I have, I actually counted not that long ago. I think, now, I'll, I'll make this caveat. I, it hasn't just been me. I've had help from my wife, her sister, to a lesser extent, my in-laws. Uh, I think that we have uh, bought over a hundred plus bottles of wine since March and All tried right. a, a lot of wine um, through throughout. So it's like, yeah, it's uh, now that's not a coping mechanism. <laughs> it's the yeah, you know, if 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 my wife wants to have a, a sip of wine and she 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 doesn't know how to handle unless it's a screw top. It's like, oh, who's going to, so that gives me the excuse to, you know, okay, let me go out and that, you know, brings it and brings me out from the cave. But uh, no, I mean, it's, it's the people. Okay. All 700 of us from the firm are in this together with BDO. If you change jobs, it's just you by yourself and you have nobody that's going through the same thing that you are. So all of us went through COVID, all of us right. go through the season. Um, we didn't have the, the live physical Friday happy hours in my office. We had them virtually because that's how we cope and we vent and we talk about the staff who doesn't know where they're standing and everything. Granted, we were all at least 10, 15 years worth of experience, mm -hmm. but that's the coping mechanism to get through. So that, that works for us. And, you know, generally a lot of it is the, the sociableness and that's, lacking because of social distancing virtual and everything so but we we made it through what 300 plus days of yeah. whatever and right. next year will be better hopefully yeah yeah no you're right no thanks for thanks for sharing hey. a lot of positivity um i, I know got, i got uh 
I got a question though. <clears throat> from the other perspective, you mentioned something pretty funny now that you that you talk about the, your junior staff that is clueless. So, what advice would you give these guys that are starting in their businesses and are trying to make it, uh, you know, to where you are? And uh, you know, when you talk about the, the the ones that are not doing their job, you know, versus the ones that you think are doing excellent, what what is that excellence for you? I mean, who are the guys that impress you? To, to, hey, we should promote this guy. Hey, we should give this guy this opportunity versus the one that's goofing off or the one that's not paying attention. Uh, something like that. I know I know you guys deal a lot with junior staff, so can you share? Well, yeah, and let me, let, me, let me add to that question too. Uh, also, uh, what characteristic, right, do you see in junior staff that you say, okay, this person is, is the leader, right? So, same. Well, you, you could do an hour Zoom on just that. Uh, and when I when I said clueless, I probably should have said hopeless because we're all clueless to a certain extent, but it's, you know, and sometimes cluelessness is funny, yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, look, look at, the, at the, the baby cow that just basically the mother cow gave birth. Side story, my wife was pregnant with my, our first son. We went to the Florida State Fair and the, the display was, The, the cow, the, the heifer just got brought into the States to give birth. And I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that with you. And of course, it's funny to see the baby cow just like plop down. It's like, oh my God. And like 30 minutes later, the baby cow's like, oh, me or doing whatever around. So that's what happens with, with staff. And the, the biggest giveaway, and I'm sure that, you know, if we're going to keep a PG on here, right? It's like when somebody's like, well, like, hey, I know what I'm talking about. And I'm got, I got all these connections and all these everything. And you, you know, just uh, trash talking, uh, you don't, you know, just it's all talk, no walk. And it's like, yeah, and that you, you can see it, uh, that that overconfidence to to hide your lack of whatever it is that you're lacking. Right. Um, now, the ones that are quieter and I said, like, oh, my God, it's like, I can't believe it. And I, I missed that email. And oh, so, you know, they go like and then you, they don't do it again. So it's that, pro that process of self-awareness, self-correction, and being hard on yourself. And they're like, yeah, I'm so awesome. It's like, oh, I could be better. The, the, the one staff, actually, she, she's now a senior manager, but she was a senior at the point. She said, but you know what? I suck at whatever it was. And I'm like, yeah, but you're sucking at a higher level, right? You're, you're getting, you got the basic and you're now struggling with stuff that you're supposed to be struggling with as you grow. So a uh, learn, be there. Uh, don't, don't think that just because, you know, you know, or you, whatever your, your grace, your background, how many offers you have really doesn't count. It's like, you know, show me, don't tell me. Okay. And, and accept the criticism and, you know, have a little bit of a, of a thick skin. Nobody's going to out there to make you cry or anything like that. Um, but you have to accept the, the, the constructive criticism and not you're an idiot, but you know, you missed this, maybe the next time you should do whatever. So that it, it goes both ways, right? How do you provide that feedback and how do you welcome it? So, okay. Thanks for that. Jorge, Laura, anything you, you would like to add as well, uh, for this question? Sure. Um, for, for people uh, who work with, with you, it's very important from my point of view, to be very honest. I mean, I'm, I like to work with people which is straightforward and that do not speak too much. Same as Manny. Um, 
I start to doubt when people talk too much and do not get their stuff done. Okay, and um, something very important for me mm -hmm. is uh, to ask my team to support mm -hmm. each other. That's pretty important because if we have all together mm -hmm. any goal, we have to support ourselves and okay. to be generous is if the other do not know about something and if you can solve it, why, why do not support your, your partner? Right. So those are the things that are pretty important for me. I like smart people, but smart people do not is always, I mean, smart people, it's pretty different. You cannot guess who's gonna be the smartest one. Each mm -hmm. one of us has a gift. And I think we are blessed when we are, for example, right now sharing with a lot of people like you guys that look pretty nice and very nice people. And so why do not share this kind of knowledge and let's mm -hmm. support each other, but fulfill this and to be creative and to mm -hmm. just to be honest. That's what yeah. I like the most. Okay. Yeah, thank you for that. I, I definitely got that down in my notes. Thinking creatively. Okay. And what, what do you think, Jorge? The only thing that I would add it is, is the, the soft side of things, perhaps someone's demeanor. Um, I see in the recent classes that are coming up, um, the new hires tend to be very uh, inward looking. They're focused on themselves quite a bit, um, okay. as opposed to looking to be part of a team first. And this works okay. different for different people, right? Um, but you know, I'm I'm big on on team contribution, uh, and 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 I'm big on self accountability, mm -hmm. right? And and tactfulness, right? Um, you know, some people don't really care much about the tactfulness or whatever it may be, but there's a certain tone um, for certain audience. Mm -hmm. and I think uh, some of the generation coming up is, is perhaps, I don't know if the, the, the electronic communication forms as opposed to personal yeah. um, have resulted in this, but some of them could be a little bit tone deaf, right? Um, mm -hmm. Whether it's verbally, whether it's uh, body language. Um, so, you know, again, I, I would challenge um, them to really get outside of their own heads. Okay. Um, this this class the classes coming up I see are mm -hmm. very confident which confidence is good yeah um, but I think it was said you know what you did in the past is only as good as what you did in the past it means nothing going forward right you're constantly having to to yeah. prove yourself and reinvent yourself so mm -hmm. um, take a moment get your head out get yourself out of your own head and get get a grip on yourselves and look to see how you can contribute and, and get better. Okay, thank you. Honestly, and you know, that made me think because we had, we had this meeting uh, last week on like the new year, you know, setting the plan for like our, our team at my company. And uh, this, that made me think what you just said about this phrase, dysfunctional self-sufficiency, which is basically, you know, people coming in that are too confident, you know, to think that they need help from their team or, and they think they can do it all themselves when really they're lacking, you know, knowledge or experience or skills which they can leverage from, from other people. But I, I, you know, yeah, 
I've gotten the same, you know, sort of feedback from, I think, uh, our generation, millennials, Gen Z, right? People who are like recently graduating, not all of them, of course, but that's definitely a good point, you know, honestly, because I, I have seen it too, right? And, uh, and honestly, I, I don't know that it's for the generation that's coming to change, quite, quite honestly. I think right. technology is making things so rapid um, and so um, a bit impersonal to some extent. It may be for um, it, it may be that they're forced to just get used to, right. right? Just like we've had to learn to deal with, you know. I, I equate the the class coming up um, as disruptors, right? And, mm -hmm. and disrupting yeah. the norms. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a norm in business that um, they're 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 not bound by, just like you know, uh, COVID and technology, Amazon, whatever you want to look at, right? They've disrupted the the norms. Um, I think the class is coming up because of the skill sets, because of the way they communicate and because of the numbers are in fact a, a disruptor. And I think it's for, for us as a business to figure out how to integrate with them as opposed to having them conform to us. You know, but that said, I don't want them to be blind to the fact that, hey, you know, what could I do different? You know, if nothing else, you know, start with, you know, the what can I do different? No, you know. So that's really what I would advise. Okay. Yeah, thanks for that, really. And to your point, you know, on like on technology and adapting, there has been, and to Edward's point at the start of this meeting, there's been a huge shift or there is, there is a huge shift right now, huge focus towards analytics, towards technology, but also you can't, you know, you have a lot to gain from the experience of people. But I, I completely agree with you, honestly. Completely agree. Yeah. And um, I'm just going to, you know, I know it's the parents, you know what happens? It's the parent effect, right? When you see senior people, you think of senior people as your parents and you don't think, you know, that what's happening now is it's forcing us, the senior individuals to retrain ourselves. So you, I didn't talk about my typical day, but I spend most of my day in between the five minute calls that I make to everybody that I need to make during the day. I'm training and learning and going to courses. Now I'm, I'm, I'm going to sign up for a course in Oxford on FinTech. I'm doing a leadership course. So again, you know, you make assumptions that because you finish your master's, right? And, and, and then you come out with the newer skills that the people that are out there that are, you know, that they're getting information that is from before. When in reality, we're doing the same thing that you are, right? We're retraining, we're going continuously because we know that if we don't do that, we're going to lose our jobs to the next generation. And we don't want to lose our jobs, right? So therefore we have to we have to be competitive as well. Every time that I complain about my job or the jobs that I used to have, I had a boss that would tell me, just remember all the people that want your job. I could fill this office with resumes, right? So, so be humble, you know, work hard, uh, keep learning. And then be, if you focus on, on doing that on your own, right? Keep learning, being humble and all that. The rest is building relationships, building relationships at work, building relationships in your industry, right? And, 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 and not relationships that are, that are temporary, right? So how many times, that you're, this is the proof right here with the mentors. These are my friends, right? We started in business and then because I chose to, if it was transactional, I wouldn't have kept my relationship with George, right? But because I wanted to have him as a friend, I continue the relationship, 
And you know what? It leads to many things, opportunities galore, learning opportunities, you know, friends that refer each other. So these are lessons that we're learning through Apprentice. I give you guys the opportunity, right, to, to connect with these senior executives, but not just for this call, for your entire life, five years, 10 years, forever, right? And Daniel has proof of that. We, we connected. We, I was his chapter advisor at FIU. We became friends. And he's been with me, you know, for five years. Yeah. And we, we learn, we laugh, we, he, you know, I complain to him, he complains to me, what the heck do we do, right? That's a relationship. And then obviously I don't know everything as well. So whenever I need to know something that is, you know, that I need to figure out about the next generation, I connect with Daniel and I go, hey, what do you think? What do you think? And he goes, oh, my, the people, you know, you gotta, you gotta bug them because if not, they're gonna be, uh, they're not gonna look at the, uh, the text. Right, and we, we had that ish, that discussion yesterday, Laura and I with the Latin America Council, <clears throat> that just, we gotta get people out of their shells. And I gotta assume that everyone, 100% of the people that I deal with are busy, right? So how do I call their attention to show them that what I'm doing is important? That's where leadership steps in. You know, le leadership is about influencing other people's decision and, and the way that you do it, sometimes people do it forcefully, I don't do it forcefully. I do it nicely, respectfully, consistently, right? And that 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 is that's what a leader does, right? But anyway, I'll shut up. No, no, no. Good point. Honestly, um, now I do know that we're like ten minutes past, you know, seven p.m. Um, in a perfect like non-COVID world, this would be a Friday, you know, event like face-to-face -face conversations and whatnot. A little bit of uh, what Manny recommended, right? Wine, uh, <laughs> other coping mechanisms. No, just kidding. Uh, but I do have to, uh, you know, to end the call. I know that, guys, you know, we're all busy here. You had a long day today as well. And I do appreciate, we do appreciate you, you know, dialing in, talking about your experiences. Um, Edward, uh, do reach out to me, any of us, right? If you want to, like, keep the conversation going. Uh, but it's 7, 10 p.m., right, on a Wednesday. Uh, so I'm just going to let you go back to uh, whatever you were doing before the meeting and whatever you want to do, you know, after uh, to your lives. Uh, then again, thank you. All right. And uh, we'll be in touch. All right. Excellent. All Good right. job. huh? Good job. Thank you, everybody. Great meeting, everyone. Okay. Thank, thank you all. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Stay Take healthy. Bye-bye. Nice, nice meeting you. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Thank you, Manny. God bless. I'm going to put...